Raisin Man Arena. Yeah. <laughs> Can you guys hear us? Hey. Wow, that, that'll be cool if they can't hear us and we have audio problems during the episode. Oh as well. my <laughs> God. Wow. Wow. Thanks for coming. I wish you guys could have seen what we just went through because it's been it's been a wild ride. Folks, first ever technical issue that we've had in history. <laughs> and we just had no idea what to do. It's always just smooth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it always goes off without a hitch, but this yeah. time things came up that I didn't expect. Yes. And it was funny because you started getting ready like an hour in advance today. Yes. We were just hanging out and I thought, oh man, imagine if I get a, if I get ready an hour before I usually get ready, everything will be set up. The computer will be going. And then... Uh, and then we can and just then we can just chill. Chill. And then it was like half an hour after that, or fifteen minutes that at first the computer turned off. I'm not sure if this is interesting. Computer turned off, and then we were like, "Well, that just happened for no it reason." Just we'll just it just shut down. It didn't go blue screen of death. It didn't uh, say shutting down to do um, uh, like updates. It just went <laughs> fully off. <laughs> turn it back on. What happens next? I uh, got it all set back up, or started to set it back up. And uh, you're kind of having fun playing around with the way the screen looked and stuff. Shut back down. Shut back down. And then now, can you can imagine... There was a third time. Oh, yes, we know. You're, we're building it out. Just emotionally, that got us a little bit like, okay, well, there might actually be... Something might be wrong. Well, usually, my computer so. does go blue screen sometimes, and I ignore it. Uh, out of sight, out of mind. But this time, the second time... The first time it turned off, I said, oh, that's a freak accident. Second time, I was like, something weirder is happening. Third time. Enter third time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And the third time also happened very quickly, right? The third time third it was time. like, turn it on, just went right away. And then it was immediate. So then we came up with our first idea, and that was to get a giant ice pack out of the freezer. Well, because I looked it up. I, <laughs> I was like, what is it? And the main, it could, they were like, when I Googled it, the answer said it could be a million different things, but very likely it could be that your computer's overheating. So I downloaded a software that tells me if it was overheating, and it was at 90 degrees Celsius, which I believe <laughs> is the temperature of the sun. <laughs> well, it's almost boiling temperature. Yeah. It's the temperature that water boils yes, at. Yes. Um, so I thought that's not right. That's right. So you thought that's not right. So then we got the big ice pack out of the freezer, threw the laptop on top of a giant ice pack. And as you can guess, that that's not what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I looked it up and someone said, do not Never put do this. an ice pack <laughs> on the computer. We're searching it on the computer that's <laughs> resting on a giant <laughs> ice pack. Someone on Reddit was like, anybody else do this? I've been doing it for the longest time. And someone was like, don't do it. <laughs> um, so you got it off the ice pack. And then uh, I, from there, it's all kind of a blur. At some point, I laughed. Took a little walk around the block. Someone said, someone said, it might just be dust in your fan. Okay, I also should say, the computer could turn off at any second. Yeah. It really could. Um, so if it does, that's the reason. Or if there's something you'd rather hear about, you know, say it in the chat so we can get right to it. <laughs> I mean, because I think we might just spend like half an hour more talking about this. What happened? Yeah. Well, it was funny because Felipe was like really determined to fix it. And he really got into like, to me, what is a mode of like a dad my dad trying to fix something technical on the computer where like 45 minutes into it you're like dad just whatever i actually i'll just print this at school tomorrow just don't even bother anymore because yeah. you start getting worked up into a state yeah i mean i you was called your dad i <laughs> called my dad basically i was like i'm gonna open up the computer and i'm gonna i was like what i hope it is it's just dust in the fans if that's the case i can just blow on them yeah that was the plan was just just <laughs> the websites did say... Also, are we about the same volume? Can you guys hear us? Hit us about whether we're the same volume. Yeah. 
But the website said you should do it with compressed air, which made me think, I think if I blow into the fans, water, vapor, and, you know, bacteria will get in. But I thought, this is an emergency. Yeah, we're just going to blow on it. But it was hard to know what to blow on, and Felipe was trying to crack it open with a card, and uh, it just wasn't opening, and he was just going to snap it in half and then get blown, (laughs) but we couldn't get it open. It was like one of those situations where you're trying to open a thing, and you're like, I don't know if it's supposed to be this hard to open, or if I'm just about to crack my computer. Um, And so I called my dad, and he said, because at first I was trying to open it, I couldn't open it, and then I went into the back, and there was like a computer chip world. There's a little, (laughs) we got into a micro world, this whole universe (laughs) in there. Yeah, yeah, I was like, should I be should I be trying to go through the back door through computer chip <laughs> world? Um, yeah. And I called my dad and he said, no, listen, there's going to be a step. What, after you open it, there's going to be more steps and you could really fuck it. You could totally fuck it. Yeah. So don't do it. Did you ever have like an Xbox 360 when you were a kid and get like a red ring of death and then like go through a like two hour long YouTube video of like how to take <laughs> it apart and like fix that and put it back together? And it's like if you make one misstep, you destroy your Xbox. You know what I always wondered about the red ring of death? It was it was like um, it was a sign that your Xbox was totally fucked, but clearly they had built in the red light into it that was like okay this is when it's totally fucked yes we, we so have an indicator yeah. yes it's like they thought that it would get fucked and they put in the red the red light in there yeah they should have fixed whatever was causing it yeah it's yeah. right it's like hey instead of fixing it just put a red light so they know it's <laughs> fucked permanently <laughs> and they can throw it away yeah that's true Man. um i'll add one more thing which is and this is a testament to the uh anxiety meds that i've been taking in normal life a problem like this, you would have seen me hulk out. Yeah, you would have right. seen me. Oh, I don't know if you've ever seen me full <laughs> gritted teeth hitting my head mode. <laughs> but I think that these anxiety meds are really doing the trick because yeah. I was, I was, I was freaking out, but I was calm and collected relative to how I usually get. It's true. You were like really calm, and well, it was funny because the first emotion we were both really sad. Because uh, my weekend has been, you know, and it's been an emotional roller coaster, as you know. We're not even going to get into all oh that. Oh, my God. But then I was, like, so ready to do the podcast, so excited to do it, that I almost was, like, going to cry when we couldn't do it. And then you were, like, I'm. you said you were about to cry. So I, I thought was I was like, going to, but I was, like, I've been looking forward to this all day. Me and Sarah have had that nicest day. We, we went on a bike day. ride to the to Lower East Side. To see Brian Oaks's art. Who's Brian in the chat. Oaks is in the fucking chat. Oh, my God. Brian Oaks in the chat. We went to see uh their work in a pizza store we biked up in front of it and i was like this has got to be the place but i didn't believe it and it was like a pizza shop and brian oaks's stuff was on top of an oven and it it, i cool. i thought we went into the because it's like a mod it's a pizza shop that's become a sort of gallery or do they sell pizza out of there we weren't selling any pizza today they weren't selling yeah. pizza that day and i thought oh the thing is in the back so i walked all the way to the back thinking i was gonna but then i was looked in i was like that looks like the bread maker shop or something like yes. there's not a gallery <laughs> in there <laughs> yeah but anyway, so we had this wonderful day. We were going to do the podcast. We are so excited. And Felipe didn't get, we got sad, but he didn't get stressed. And I was shocked by it because when you first started taking the anxiety meds, you were like two days into taking them and you texted me and you were like, they're working. I feel great. And I was <laughs> like, that's not, <laughs> that's not the meds. Um, so I wasn't sure whether they're working or not. And I know they're making you dizzy, but. They do make me, they make me <laughs> dizzy. Like lightheaded. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's hard to tell, you know, there's so many va- variables. It's hard to kind of get a control variable, but. Um, I didn't, I didn't do some of the stuff I usually do when like this kind of problem comes up. Yes. Like I go really, I go really crazy. Yeah. So. 
that's since I was a kid, like a computer not working is the number one thing that'll get me gritting my teeth. Really? Like, I grit my teeth kid. really hard and I go, <laughs> and I like growl like that. It's so pathetic. Yeah, I know. And I was prepared for that to happen. And I was trying to sort of stay in a serious mood because I was like, if Felipe starts freaking out, it's just going to make me laugh. <laughs> and I don't want to be like laughing, watching you acting like that. <laughs> this is so unnecessary. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. And then as soon as you started speaking in Spanish, that was making me laugh just because accents are funny. Mm. Speaking another language is funny. So I left the room. Well, yeah. it's, like my, <laughs> it's like my parents' anniversary dinner. And I called them in there, this like beautiful outdoor <laughs> outdoor dining wow. space with my sister. On their 30th anniversary. Yeah. And there's like, there were like heat lamps around them. Like I know exactly where they are, like in, this, in the West Hartford Center. And my dad's like, I'm at the fucking dinner. Like I'm not about to go into the computer. <laughs> But you insisted that he did. He stayed on the phone for a few minutes. Well, I was like, look, um, I thought, I wish, uh, let's see, just in the in the comments, I wish I could move to... Pedro wishes he could be in NYC to see Brian Oaks's art. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's very just, cool. I called him and I said, if you have something quick, a quick piece of advice to deliver me, <laughs> what do would it, it be? <laughs> what is you it? Could t- give me one piece of advice. <laughs> I wanted him to be like, ah, yes, I know exactly where you're at. This is because I know he's done this before. He's cracked open the computer before. He's like, "Yeah, you're at the part where you gotta, you gotta really crack it open." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't be afraid. Go for it. (laughs) Go all the strength. (laughs) Grab a hammer and just smash it. (laughs) I promise. That's what you wanted to say. Yeah, Yeah, but he said no. Lock it back up. You're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put it. Go on with the show. Yeah, call call it in. Yeah. So now we're doing the show, but we're not. We're not gonna look at the heat index. No, I got a software that tells me the heat. But why? Why make myself nervous when? I can't control it either way, so I might as well not know. It's looking good so far. We haven't pooped out. It could happen any, any second. Any minute. So just thanks for everyone for being here while you are here, for coming to the show late. Man, doing tech really is like... Anyways, let's talk about something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's move it's on. It's funny to do that because we do this every single show with a different tech issue. But, but I, this I one know, was really an adventure. Segment of the show, tech corner segment. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Talk about something else. You know, all this wanting to do the podcast and we didn't we didn't come up with anything to talk about. We talked for six hours. We were talking for six hours and we I mean oh we I were biking th- through like six lane intersections, like not stopping, just like and then I heard this person say Yeah, I mean I thought hey if people could hear if people could hear what we really talk about when it's mask off time, I wish we could talk about it on Raisin Man. I know. There's a thing that I'm so tempted to talk about, but I really From your personal life? From my personal yeah. life, but I just can't bring myself. And it's something funny, so hit Felipe up in the DMs, text him after. Yeah. And maybe maybe you don't have time. What <laughs> can I say what can I say about it? I and I feel this with Raisin Man too. I make myself too vulnerable. Oh, I thought you were going to say that we set up too many arbitrary, like, oh, what if that person I was friends with in seventh grade who follows me on Instagram listened to that episode and they heard that, then oh, it yeah. really we should just... Yeah, but, it, that, you know, thinking that the person in question is going to hear the thing is not what's keeping me from talking about this. It's more that I'm like, I'm just going to be embarrassed that I simply even talked about it. Ah, uh, and what people will think about you based on... Maybe what I'll think about myself, you mm-hmm. know? Mm. Wow, we're so, you can't even know what was in our <laughs> minds. You can only imagine. You must be. You can only imagine. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. I was thinking that too. I was thinking about how I think last episode when we were on, I was talking about what was the first movie I ever like jerked off to when I was like a teenager or something. And it's you know, American Beauty and Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, what? what? Wow, that's just on the internet now for people to know about. I used to think of that as something private. Yeah. Not, no longer. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's why I don't, I don't like to talk about jerking yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I like to tweet about it, but I don't like talking don't about, talk it. about it. Sometimes I've thought like, oh, someday the day will come when I'll have to like involve myself in some sort of protest movement. Obviously a total fantasy, right? Like some protest sure. movement. Yeah. No, no, no. That's, <laughs> that's not what I mean. No, no, no. What yeah. I mean is like, it's like, why someday, right? It could be today. But, yes. uh, but you know, I'm like, let's imagine that like real Hunger Games pop off. Um, like real, like full Hunger on games. Hunger Games. <laughs> Yeah, you know and what I'm then, saying. No, but then and then what does that have to do with the podcast? Well, because then I'm like I've 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 laid myself bare for like all the FBI agents. That, uh, you know, when sure, I'm in when sure, I'm in like a sure, terror sure. style, uh, you know, parody. Not I'm not totally. in that. But if I were, they'd be like, let's just listen back to the podcast. We know he's taking anxiety meds. Let's like Get make him, him anxious. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure there's episode where we even talk about our greatest fears. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. or if we haven't, mine's being. Uh, buried in a tiny little like cell or something like in the desert or like you know just being like far away lost and trapped um, yeah like if like if we said something like ah oh, you know what in under what situation I would say any secret yes. and confess <laughs> to anything yeah it's make when I'm hanging out one hour longer than I want to <laughs> then I, and I'm out of things to say in that case I'll say almost anything yeah the FBI agents <laughs> just gotta get like, me at a party the FBI agents are gonna be like we're gonna surround Sarah with people that are asking too much of her yes <laughs> <laughs> and that's how she's gonna who aren't offering enough conversationally and are creating a void such that it sucks out my whole inner private life because that happens all the time yeah but i've been talking to you about that today and i'll I'll just talk about it while you're we're dealing with your thing that i feel like sometimes i just harvest the things in my own personal life that mean so much to me that are like so important in my own interior landscape and tell them to someone who's just like oh huh okay <laughs> like they, don't get it. they didn't they didn't ask to hear it really and like i just said it because i was like trying to fill some space in a conversation and like it just wasn't like, why did I tell a person that? Like, I really have to get a kind of a handle on that compulsive, like wanting. Because I, I like when people tell me really personal things about themselves or like really get right to it, you know, and just like reveal something. Um, so I do that all the time. And then I, and then I regret Well, that's it. what happened to me. I mean, I, without, yeah, basically, like I had I had like. Uh, coffee with somebody and we were having a conversation and he, he we're gonna get Felipe to tell them no story. I'm not gonna tell the whole story but, <laughs> he's but, already telling part of it but the gist the gist <laughs> is that the other person I was like oh we don't have that much stuff to talk about so I was like oh I know what I'll do I'll share all my most yes. vulnerable <laughs> all the most sad things that are that I'm thinking about in my mm-hmm. life and all my mm-hmm. self doubt mm-hmm. in hopes that this person will be like oh maybe it's time for me to get vulnerable mm-hmm. and share some of my exactly literally exactly yes, yes. literally <laughs> exactly and then the other person did not rise to the challenge only she um, used it to I mean they oh, used ah! it <laughs> 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 they used it to um, make you feel like they were winning or something I I don't know. I mean, yeah. you know, maybe that was in my own and head. That's it, or in my head. Yeah, that's, that's in your it. head? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's what's good about us when we hang out. It's like, you know, you tell me some inane thing, and suddenly I'm excited about it. I tell yeah. you some inane thing, you're excited and about it. And that's, you know, friendship. That's and, friendship. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, fuck, there was something I was just going to say about what you were telling, but then I just totally lost it. It was something that I wanted to share about something that happened this week. Well, we'll circle back around to it. Yeah, what have I, what have I been thinking about this week? Uh, 
Oh, I was going to ask you. Oh, this is what it was. Yeah. What do you think about, like, you know, if you ever get just like, I don't, you don't have to get super drunk, but just be kind of drunk. You say some shit, and the next morning you wake up and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that, or I wish I, I should text that person and tell them not to tell anybody that, or that I didn't really mean it that harsh or something. Like, do you think it's, like, kind of cringe to send those next day text messages that were like, remember that thing? Because it really, like, exposes you. Yeah. Because it's, it's always saying that the person, like, at any time I've ever gotten a text from someone that's like, hey, remember that thing I said? I don't, that was actually, I don't, don't repeat that. I'm like, I don't yeah. even remember. That yeah, thing. scrap that from the record. That. Yeah, and you're texting me about it the next day, but like, it's like now that you're texting me about yeah, it, I kinda, now I don't want to make a big yeah. deal out of it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it seems really malicious. It's now. just very vulnerable, and it's so like um, revealing that of your neuroses or like the fact that that thing. And I just had some of the, those those feelings in like the last week where I wanted to text someone and be like, "Hey, actually, forget what I said. I either take it back or I didn't mean it, or I just need you not to tell anybody." Yeah, yeah. but if but the smart tactician when they get that text from their friend the morning after they think this is something I can lord yes. over my friend, yes. so you can't give your enemy that opening yeah and by enemy i mean your friend yes <laughs> <laughs> that's true i'm a life's a game you play against yourself mm -hmm. yeah. do you ever feel like in your friendships you're like doing sun Tzu, the art of war absolutely yeah. absolutely if i ever ask someone so who i haven't seen in a while if they think that i've changed it's because i think that they that they have changed and i want them to Wait, admit that. you meet someone, you hang out with someone, and you go, have I changed? Yes. If I'm sitting there thinking like, wow, you're so different than I remember. You're so different than I remember. I just say, hey, I'm just curious. Does it seem like I've like changed at all? <laughs> because uh, I don't know how to tell someone that I think that because I think it's wrong or something. Yeah, and then and then through their description of how you've changed, you then realize. I, I come to make. It's like, no, you're yeah. on a train, and I've been standing still. You're like all the way yeah. down, and you think, "Wow, Sarah's behind all the way over there mm -hmm. in the desert." And you're like, mm -hmm. "I've been in the same next to the same cactus." Yeah, you're just all the way down. You went the, yeah, a different way that we didn't say we were going. Yeah. yeah, Pedro says it is cringe. You should stick to what you said. That's actually a really beautiful sentiment. You're right. I said what I said, and now I'm going to reorient my life around what I said to be like what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Seth is saying that if if we need a subject after this subject, we should talk about Godzilla versus Kong. Mm, you know, I do want to talk about that. Do you think Seth was sensing that we were uh, running on fumes there? No, because I didn't feel that way. Oh, great. <laughs> so if Seth's tuned into where I'm at, then he, he would not he would have been thinking wrong. <sighs> what a dog shit movie. What a dog shit movie. And I felt stupid. I reviewed that on um, Letterboxd. And uh, other people's reviews were like, oh, so bad, but so fun. And no. that kind of upset me because I was like, no, it was so bad that it was not fun. No, bitch, it was not I bad in a fun I way. know a bad fun movie. King Kong vs. Godzilla was trash and it was boring. Yeah. What did you write about it on Letterboxd? I was just you reading. Just look Laura said, do you think it's rude to notice people change? I don't know. I think it's just so uh, penetrating a thing to observe that someone has changed. And like in a way that... I, it's hard to know whether I'm projecting something or if it's something that they're experiencing. So it's always made me sort of nervous. But I always want to talk about it if I feel like someone is like different in any way um, than when I used to know them or something. So but I, I, if someone said to me that I had changed or someone said to you that you had changed, would you feel? I would get really mad. When I was in <laughs> middle school, when I was in middle school, I had this, I think I've talked about her before, but I had this like crush on this girl and we had this sort of like flirty relationship. And I remember one time, this was like, I don't know, second semester of like sixth grade i was making jokes with this boy that i hadn't joked with before like wow. we we found like a new joke vibe mm, during a class cool. and then she said felipe you've changed and i was like 
Bitch, you've known me for six months? Yeah. What? Like, I haven't changed. Don't notice things about yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I like. I don't give you permission to notice anything. It's like, what am I. Should I not have been joking with this guy? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, well, let me grow. Yeah, yeah, let me grow. It's yeah. like, I'm, I'm 12. Yeah. I yes. got a lot of room to grow. Yes. What exactly. am I supposed to stay at 11? Cause, exactly. Because you don't like this guy that I was making jokes with? Yes, exactly. And I, I used to do a joke about this in, in college when I um started doing stand up, but then. Julio Torres tweeted something similar enough that I would never make this joke again, but I'll, you know, I'll do it on the podcast for you guys. Do it. And Julio um, Torres did it later, right? <laughs> and to my understanding, I would, yeah. I believe it. But it was a joke about um, how much I didn't like the Toy Story movies when I was a kid because I was like, you gotta let me grow up. If you're just a toy sitting around in my room, like giving me a hard time for like wanting to go to school, wanting to learn things, making new friends, you're not that good a friend to me. And so I don't care what you think That's about toxic, yeah. yeah. About what's how I've changed. Yeah, bro. Besides, like you're a toy. You have to understand that you're made out of plastic and like not. I'm a guy. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Tony or Andy? Andy? Andy's surrounded by flesh and blood people. As a toy, Love, you should be like guilt, pain. Yes, it's truth. like his, yeah. his 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 like the things he's concerned about are way beyond my plastic world. Absolutely, absolutely. Like and you don't even gonna, know, and you don't even know what he's experiencing. Yeah. No, absolutely not. And he's going to grow and die. Woody's not going to die. He's no, made of plastic. So it's no. like, bitch, you have to understand. I have all my limited time on this earth. Yes. Yeah. you got to yeah. let me do what I'm going to do. Yeah. <sighs> um, no, but okay. The f- I we think covered we- the change stuff. Huh? Did we cover the change stuff? You want to talk about the movie? Changing sucks. Don't <laughs> do it. <laughs> I sometimes think it's cool. But yeah, it could be good or bad. But yeah, you can sometimes change in a good way. Like you start listening more or you can change in a bad way. Yes. Yes. Like you start listening less or Yes, to the show. Yeah. Yes. You start listening <laughs> less or yeah. bad <laughs> And I noticed some people have changed in that way and you know who you are. Yeah. And uh a lot of times I don't know what that's about. You know what's changed is the viewer count. It's gone down by two. <laughs> I don't like to see that. That's true. Oh let me say one more thing about change and then we'll talk about the movies. Yeah, that yeah. once I hadn't seen one of my childhood friends who sometimes listens to the show but I don't think they're here. Um in like a year or something and we hadn't really been spending quality time together in years and um we had both changed i think a lot and they came to new york and we got together and at leading up to this time of seeing them i like prepared basically a speech that i was going to give about being like hey i know we're not as close friends as we used to be but like i accept that like that has happened in time but i like still love you just as much and i can still imagine us being just as good friends but like i don't want to act like nothing has changed because to me that would show the most had changed because we used to never like lie to each other yeah so now if i met wow. you and i pretended Catch like 22 yes if i pretended like nothing was different that would be like everything had changed wait so did you give the speech so then i gave the speech and thinking that i was like saying this thing that i knew this other person wanted to say to me but that they weren't going to be able to say and i said this whole thing and they were like okay wow huh i thought we were like cool (laughs) (laughs) like something like just totally like karate chops like done like floored me and i was like oh yeah no it's all good it's great to see you (laughs) and i'm glad you're here and i missed you wow yeah it was just crazy but i don't i don't regret what i said because what i meant yeah but did the, the friendship get fucked because of the speech? It didn't get fucked because of that. But it's like what we were talking about earlier where like you always think you're reading these subtexts that you're like you feel something so acutely and intensely that you're like there's no way this isn't real because I feel it and I know it and it's true. And then you ev- someday finally verbalize something to someone and they're like what? No, we haven't always been in love. Like- well, <laughs> I think that whatever part of the brain analyzes things like friendships is really over- is really developed in you and you're like... You're like a you're like a beautiful mind of, but instead of I math, know. it's like yeah. whether somebody uh, wants to have sex with you, yeah, right. but you're friends for right. ten years right. or something. Right, it's true. <laughs> and like in math, like math doesn't 
exist. It is something that you just are making up. Um, Math's theoretical. It's and true. What it's I'm talking about abstraction. is also theoretical. It's an abstraction. Yeah. Well, because I was gonna when you said that I was like, oh yeah, but my whole thing's like bullshit. But the math is also it's not it's not bullshit. I think yours is more real than math. That's really sweet. Because, <laughs> like, what is two, you know? What is two, that? I can't grab two. two. It's just a thing. It's just a sort of abstraction. Uh, I think about someone in the chat. Let's go Let's go to the chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, think about that a lot. Because, like, I'm going to give that speech after I finally see so many people after pandemic. Like, we are changing, even though also this year is, like, kind of nothing. It's so true. Mm. I both, I sometimes feel like I'm like, oh, the last thing I remember, I was 24. So I'm kind of going into the mind now, like, being 26, and, and I'm still, but I'm still 24, and nothing is different, and I'm just picking up right where I left off. I still want to be friends with the same people that I wanted to make friends with before the pandemic ended. I, yeah, I want to do the same things. But then on the other hand, I do feel changed, so. Um, someone says math is fake and gay. There you go. There you go. Here to here. Um, I think I think uh, before the pandemic, I was on my way to like self-actualization. I was doing good, mm-hmm. and then the pandemic. I did. I noticed that you were about to be self-actualized. I was, <laughs> I was about to be. I was about to be um, healthy in self-care mode, and um, and non-toxic mode, yeah. and total like. Uh, therapy, therapized mode, and then I went, and then I became the golem from the Lord <laughs> of the Rings, <laughs> and I actually sunk deeper. I went deeper into the cave deeper and regressed far back. Oh my God! Yeah. Worse than even the worst days of my early twenties. Yeah, I've become a bridge troll. So you'll have to sort of explain <sighs> that to people after the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They gave King Kong an axe that glows. We didn't like that. Why does King Kong need a weapon? I don't That's like that. That's a magic that. weapon. Yeah. Like, it's like okay, give him the f- give him the needler from Halo. You know that game? Um, yes, but I don't know the needler. Well, give him the damn needler <laughs> if he's gonna have a weapon. Why does he have give a him weapon? The damn needler. Yeah, you know, and part of me wants to say I want to make the simple joke that the thing that is special about animals or that makes monkeys different than people is that they don't use tools. But then I also know that recent natural science research shows that different animals do use what about the monkeys tools. they use a the little stick that they put inside of the ant exactly tail and then they suck exactly the ants. exactly so animals do use tools absolutely i mean that's the thing that's what kong <laughs> should have had is a big <laughs> stick that he could eat ants off yeah, of. yeah exactly so it's okay that he's using a tool that's not the problem i guess it's that it's some magic magic axe and and also just he doesn't need that that's the thing if i was a screenwriter i would have been like does Kong need the magic axe? Because the magic axe is like a big thing. Do we need that or can Kong do without it? Yeah, I didn't like that. And it was funny because you know what I love? The idea of Hollow Earth. And I love the idea of going to Hollow Earth. Well, can you clarify? Because that's what happens in Kong. Uh, is it okay if I talk too much about what happens in the movie? I no, spoilers. But honestly, spoilers. you shouldn't care because this movie is dog shit. You shouldn't care. The movie's dog shit and... And nothing is so surprising or exciting in the movie that if it was spoiled, it would take away from anything. So I'll just say, so Hollow Earth, they they come up with this idea that um, King Kong, he's not just from Skull Island. He's actually from Hollow Earth, which is inside the planet is an inverse planet full of other Kongs and other giant animals and that kind of thing. And um, they kind of know about an entrance to get into the hollow earth. And it's like in Antarctica or something. Yeah. And uh, they need to go there and Kong needs to like lead the way back into the hollow earth. And when they introduced that plot, I was like, 
damn, this is going to be like one of those things where they talk about it, they talk about it, but we never make it to Hollow Earth. We never get to see it. And I hate when that happens. Oh, I'm you like, thought you, we wouldn't get to see I Hollow I thought we wouldn't Earth. get to see it. And that really bothers me in a high budget movie, especially where I'm like, part of what is incredible about movies is you get to show us the world that can never exist. Yeah. So like show us the Hollow Earth. And lo and behold, they almost instantly, with no struggle at all, get to Hollow Earth. Totally. And, um... They throw up like in the in the spaceship, but other than that, there's no challenges to get to Hollow Earth. <laughs> <And they laughs> it's a smooth ride all the way down to Hollow Earth. <laughs> they could have gone almost any time, and they get there, and there's just it's such a letdown. Like Hollow Earth is like underdeveloped as a concept. Like um, it just looks like regular Earth. Only um, here's the ground, then here's some sky in the middle, and then here again is more ground flipped over. And then there's like also like um. There's also like a sort of throne room that looks like a level from the video game Doom that's like made out of rock where King Kong's throne is. Yes, and King Kong finds his throne and that's where he finds the axe. Yeah, so that all just sucks. And it's just like make Hollow Earth cool. Make it look cool. I don't understand. It was what absolutely the was. whack. Yeah, it was absolutely whack. At every turn, they decided not to make stuff as cool as they could have. The fights weren't just like as awesome as they could have been. Like nothing. I don't know. I didn't well, understand. You know what the thing is like. So first off, with the Hollow Earth stuff, I'm like, what? What? I mean, I haven't seen the other movies, but it's like the writers must have gotten themselves into like an insane knot where they were like, well, we gotta have Hollow Earth because that's the only way to explain. Why, you know, Godzilla can read minds. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like you start yeah, inventing stupid yeah, plot shit, yeah. and it's like, well, now we got to invent that. They go to space. And <laughs> the thing about the movie, the three... Like child. Exactly. Yeah. The reason there's no plot spoilers is because there's so much shit in that movie that it's like, if I told you anything that happened in it, you w- it'd just be like, yeah, there's like 10 other strange things that yes. happen. Yes, and there's lots of people running around doing different little tasks throughout the movie, but like none of it matters. You're just waiting for Kong and Godzilla to fight. And and then in the end, I can, can I say the, like, the last thing that happens? Yeah, I don't even remember. For no reason, Mechazilla gets unleashed. There's a robot Godzilla. Robot Godzilla, and it has a mind of its own, not explained, and then they have to, to band together to fight it. And it, that ep- that final battle not that Dog cool crap. and then you know it's funny is the movie is like a nice concise like two hours right <laughs> but i felt like <laughs> a tight two, <laughs> two. <laughs> we're looking at a but tight by two. the time it ended with that battle i was like okay wait but that's got to be like one of the lesser battles building up to the real yeah battle. no the pacing is fucked up where it ends and you're like oh huh okay Oh, like that was the ba- that was the last bad. That guy. was the last bad guy, huh? That was the big, yeah, the big bad guy. And then the stakes were never introduced adequately, so that I even understood who to root for, or like, so what happens if Kong wins? What happens if Godzilla wins? I had no yeah. idea. <laughs> so no, I hated yeah, it, and it was, it was bad. It's not fun at all. I'm mad at Will for making us watch it when we could have watched The Empty Man. Oh yeah. my God! Now watch now The Empty Man. That's a movie to watch. Yeah, but you hadn't seen it, and I don't yeah. want to spoil it because it's very good. But I'll just say again, it's like they knew they were going to put so much money into it. They knew it was going to make so much money no matter what. Why didn't they make just make it good instead of making it bad? Seth is pointing out the thing I had forgotten, which is that they killed Mechagodzilla by pouring water on a computer. <laughs> oh, man. It makes me mad. It's like I, I was mad. I was like, I hate superhero movies. Why did I watch? Th-? And it was. It's like it was as good as any of those dumb Avengers movies. I was like, I don't like to watch this shit. It was really, really bad. Yeah. Ah, oh, and it just got me. And then I was upset on Letterboxd 
because I even got a comment on my review, which was bad. That was like, no, it was fun, and I was like, no, you. They're making you think that this stuff is fun. I hate when people. I hate when people are like, yeah, the superhero movies are just fun. It's like it's like junk food fun. It's like it's not mm-hmm. even like junk food mm-hmm. fun. They're a drag. Mm-hmm. They're so boring. Mm-hmm. Have you watched a documentary about Nickelodeon? No, oh. we haven't. I've suggested watching that. I didn't know there was it's a called the Orange Years. I love that. I <laughs> didn't you know watch that. that. Yeah. Oh shit, we should watch that after this. Yeah. If we have time and energy. After it's been such a hard night, big night, complicated night. Oh my night. god, yeah. yeah. We deserve it. <sighs> Y'all seen the empty man? Mm. Chat. Mm. So Sam's gone because Sam. we he, we're got really mad at him. Yeah, <laughs> I got mad at him because he, because um, he uh, he was saying that he pranked you. He pranked me. <laughs> he covered the fridge in Saran wrap, and in the morning is when I have my eggs and I couldn't open the fridge. Yeah, you got really pissed. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, get out of the house for 10 days. Yeah, but it's been 14 days and he hasn't come back. He hasn't come back, yeah. (laughs) I think he went to Seattle. He gets stressed. (laughs) No, that's not true. He's actually doing a a cheese-making internship. Mm. With a master cheesemaker. Yeah, like a three-week intensive, so just took the time off work. Yeah, he's been taking all these pictures, and I'm like, dude, I don't care. (laughs) We don't care. Yeah, come back. Make some cheese. Yeah, and then we'll, and then we'll, we'll care. care about that. But let me see the picture. Uh, yeah. What else happened this week? Uh, have you watched The Circle? Okay, now people are just watching it. We're not a, we're not Siskel and Ebert over here. <laughs> that's true. I watch almost nothing. Mostly I watch whatever we watch right after the podcast. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of my movie watching So we can talk time. about Ready Player One. We can talk about Godzilla vs. Kong. Watch the QAnon documentary. Yeah. So everyone's vaccinated now, right? Yeah, pretty Pandemic's much. Pandemic's over. COVID's over. COVID's <laughs> been over for a minute. <laughs> COVID's been over. No, we're, we're right back to hanging out and people doing their thing. No, stuff is opening back up. Like, Union Hall is open, but you have to book, like, a four-person table. You can't just buy, like, a ticket to a show. Um, so we got to get two other friends. Union Hall, though, never had tables. Or are you talking about the Bell House? Well, maybe I'm talking about the Bell House. <laughs> Damn, I really want to get booked. I want I want Simple Town to do a live show. Oh, yeah. If you book a major venue that has outdoor seating space, please book Simple Town. Book Simple Town. They, they need the, the, the W. We need a W big time. Yeah. We need a W. Lord knows I need a W. We got a question on the QAnon doc, so that's your specialty. How is the QAnon doc? Really want to watch that. COVID's over if you want it, says Matt DeMauro. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, QAnon doc is good. You know what I liked about it? Uh, the media is full of QAnon explainers. Here's what to know about QAnon. That's true. If you read one, you know them all. But this one goes further. It's not for normies. For It's for people who care about the guy who owns the website. It's for and the, the freaks. It's for the freaks no who want to hear about the server farm and the dude who like owns the domain. The people who color outside the lines. Correct. <laughs> that's correct. The people who think a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. The server farms they even explained. <laughs> um, yeah, they do explain where the servers are. They talks about the guys who are like the webmasters and. Do they f- fundamentally say these are the people who make QAnon and this is why they do it? It, it he does venture a guess. Uh, I, a I qu- guess. No, 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 no. It's a quite it's a quite authoritative guess. It does not. It is kind of circumstantial at the end. There's no. He doesn't get a smoking gun, but he gets very, very close, mm. and he tells you who he thinks he is. I could go into it. There's one question I have about it that he doesn't quite answer, but I would say that I trust his the answer he gives. I'm mm. like, I think that's who Q is. Mm. That's interesting. I mean, I just wanted to know that because you know you don't have to tell me. I'll watch the thing, but 
just to know that there's something that isn't definitively known, like the QAnon thing. When you have, there must be thousands of people around the world trying to get to the bottom of it, like who exactly is doing this and why. And to think that you could only just venture ultimately an informed guess, that kind of blows my mind. I'm like, what, there's things in the world that cannot be known? Well, I think the most interesting thing is that not only... So there's a guess as to who was the guy writing the posts. Mm. But actually, the more interesting thing is that the guy, in true sort of QAnon fashion, like connect the dots, connects all these dots from the like QAnon webmasters all the way to the Trump campaign, essentially wow. saying something like, the people in the Trump campaign, they didn't sit in a room and were like, let's invent QAnon, but they like essentially people that were in the Trump campaign and associated with the Trump campaign signal boosted it. Mm. And through platforms like Infowars basically legitimized it. Um, and so in some ways it is it is kind of a, a, a uh, an operation that was done by the Trump campaign hmm. or Trump allies, even though they weren't literally the ones writing the shit. Mm. They were like, this cool, this thing on the internet is happening that's kind of like a fun social media thing that we can kind of signal boost. And they, that's what they did. Hmm. Well, that's kind of disappointing. I want it to be something not like that. Like what did you want it to be? Um, something really weird. Like what? Like, like what would be? <laughs> like um, to tell uh, a short story. Um, in a couple years ago in Philly, these uh, like little—they're not even posters. They were just like sheets of nine and a half by eleven paper. Got posted like all over um, this neighborhood um, in Philly that had all of this sort of strange language about needing everybody to assemble on a certain day in the spring at a certain lot because um, we needed to build a steel furnace and melt everybody down to kind of get back to the origin of like our existence and like in order to open the gateways to like some other world. Wait, so there were papers saying come here so we can Come here on this day. At this time we're going to melt you. We're going to build this furnace and we're going to talk about our plan to get everybody melted down. And um, it was just all around and nobody knew like what the fuck is this like an art experiment is it like a real thing um and people just called it like steel furnace party and um the the last line of it was just like do attend so like it was an open invitation to anyone to come to this and like i i went to it i was living in i guess brooklyn then but i went back to philly to go to it and um people had turned it into like a strange like we had, we had had weeks to anticipate it and someone had brought a dj table and there was like a dance party going on and lots of people were just like day drinking and having picnics but like waiting to be like so like what's the deal like what's this thing and everybody like halfway through there like two hours after the appointed start time and it was like i guess it's just nothing like it's just a bunch of people and then like somebody showed up who was like a very old man in a wheelchair and a bunch of women wearing matching homemade shirts that had like a strange religious iconography Wait, can you tell me what the space was this is a park there's a lot it was just like an empty lot like a parking lot um no like where a building should be but that nothing existed on and just like in a part of philly that was like not fully developed you know huh. just like a random place so then this old man so and this these really women old man up. and these women show up and like children also like wearing this like strange outfit fit and um explain that they were like yeah we're like a group and this is what we believe and we're like here to like make this kind of happen and then they, they didn't gonna do anything you? they're gonna like we're gonna melt they, you? they didn't have the wherewithal to get everybody melted but, <laughs> but like they at least set up a furnace <laughs> no no they were just there because they were they the, all the women were sort of following this one person's directions and um it was the strangest thing i had ever seen happen but it was interesting because i was like so here's something really 
bizarre is like going on. So they showed up and they just kind of idled around. So they showed up and kind of idled around and like nothing kind of came of it. There were so many people there to like make documentaries about it or like report it as news that like immediately they were surrounded by like cameras and people reporting and wanting to do interviews and like the people who were there couldn't really speak to the masses who had assembled who also barely noticed it was going on because like there was a dance party and people getting drunk and like it was just a really really bizarre the strangest thing situation I'd ever been in and I felt like kind of like I was tripping or something I was just like this can't be I was like trying to get my friend no one was even listening to me I was like the people are here who did the thing like they're over here and my friends were like getting drunk hanging out and they were like do you think mm-hmm. that the old man and the children and the women were like, great, like a bunch of 25 year olds <laughs> getting drunk yeah. on the lot where we were going to do yeah. our ceremony? Yeah, I don't know. It's really bizarre. And I still have questions about it. But like, I haven't tried to get them answered. And I hope that the, like, as I'm saying this, I'm like, I hope it wasn't something like really fucked up or something. But to me, I was like, oh, this is cool because something weird is being implied by this that I don't understand. And no one here who came to this knew what this was going to be. And um, there's just questions in the world that people don't know the well, answers to. I think another so interesting... That's what I hoped QAnon was also. I think another interesting thing about the QAnon doc that I can connect to when I was a kid, the filmmaker tries to connect QAnon to this, uh, what's called an alternate reality game. Have you heard of this concept? Mm-hmm. So that w- it was like a big... Yeah, like the Institute. You know what that is? Which one's the Institute? There's like a documentary about it, but it was something in San Francisco. Oh, yes, you've talked about this. Yeah. Well, I, in their like early, mid-2000s, they were really popular alternate reality games. The one, the specific one that he connects it to is something called, I think, Project Cicada or something like that, which had something to do with, like, it, it was, like, a, an alternate reality game that I think was meant to be a kind of recruiting tool for some intelligence agency. Mm. I'm not I'm not positive on that. But the more interesting part of it, and that relates to what you're saying, is that, like, I used to be obsessed with alternate reality games when, yeah. when yeah. Like, I was a kid. Me and Will would, like, there were, like, two particular ones which would, like get triggered by like weird YouTube videos appearing and then someone posting on a message board like check out these strange videos. There was one that was called like the it was like the like Indianapolis like strange television event or something and there were these hmm. videos the mythology was like these videos appeared on this television station and the videos were of these like fucked up scary faces and it was like they just appeared on screen. In fact, I kind of want to play them. I mm. hope this doesn't make the computer fuck up. But yeah, I know this would be sad if that's how it went. Let's see. Let's see. Arg television event. Let me see. Um, fuck. No, I don't know if... Uh, if anyone remembers the alternate reality game I'm talking about... Brian says Brian. Uh, Cicada is supposed to be a recruiting tool for anonymous. Uh, That's what you're thinking. Does anybody know the the the, vi- the videos I'm talking about? The something television happening, television occurrence. Hmm. Anyways, I, I, it might not it might not be that important. But oh wait, hmm. yes, wait. Five creepiest broadcast interruption recordings. That was the image. Wait, let me just. Uh, you see that that face? I think was one of the images. Let's see. This was one of the. Hmm. You are lost on the path. So this would like this face, this creepy face, was like posted on a on an image on a message board, and they were like, "This interrupted television." And so me and Will were obsessed, and we'd like follow these alternate reality games. This particular one, and you know, mm. you like follow all these clues, and people on the message board are like asking questions. There was another one that was called "This Is My Milwaukee," and it was like, it was a trailer. It was like a tourism board video for like visiting Milwaukee, but it had all these strange like 
unexplained moments that were like kind mm. of uncanny. Mm. And so that was an alternate reality game. Anyways, I'll come to my point, which is that what always happened was that the more you found out about them, the less interesting The less interesting it was. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, that is sort of a disturbing thing. And the other thing it makes me think of is um, the Toyn B idea tiles. You know, I talked about this. You know, the documentary Resurrect Dead is about this. And there's, like, these tiles that have appeared not all over the world, but, like, in the United States and in South America. Um, and they're, like these big tiles that just get implanted into the asphalt and then they just melt in and they stay there for years. And they, they, ha- they say on them like, um, resurrect dead, uh, the Toynbee idea, uh, like something on the planet Jupiter, 2001 space odyssey. Like it's like a coded message. Um, and there's a documentary about the people who become obsessed with trying to figure out what they are and where they come from. And like what happened in Philadelphia and the thing that I went to, um, the, at the core of it is like a person who has what appears to be like a mental illness. And so to me, it's like either the thing just turns out to be sort of like a game that someone made up that isn't that interesting, or it turns out to be somebody who is neurodivergent or like having some kind of psychological break doing something really bizarre. And like, is that a satisfying sort of answer of like, oh, wow, there's there's a weird thing that like is beyond what's normal and like you can follow it and figure it out. And it's like, oh, but it's someone who's like, having a really hard time or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It sort of is a letdown, but that doesn't let me down to know that it's a person, but it it makes it suddenly that you don't feel thrilled by your search for answers. Because like, if you watch this resurrected documentary, it's like these people realize that they're sort of like chasing after somebody who's like a paranoid person. And they're like, Oh, we need to like leave them alone (laughs) because if they realize that we're trying to like find them, they're going to freak out. They're going to make a million more Swamby tiles. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a hard thing in life to, especially when I was a kid, I really felt this strong, like there's gotta be more to life. There's gotta be more to life. And like, the first thing I ever experienced that I was like, there is, there is, was like I, orgasming for the first time. I was like, there actually oh, that is. Rocks. Yeah, yeah that's whoa, rocks. that's the one secret. But then you'll yeah. lock that. So yeah. You and then there's like doing drugs and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Right. Or a that's butt cool. orgasm. Yeah. That's, oh, that's the next secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you figure out the butt And then orgasm. there's, you know, QAnon and figuring well, out the puzzles. <laughs> I think what's frustrating about it is, or not frustrating, but I think it's, it's what's interest, what's fun about QAnon is really that it is a game. Um, and I think the, sometimes the problem with that kind of conspiracy theory is that like it's funnest when it feels mysterious and actually like the, which is how I feel about kind of like leftist conspiracy theories. Often they're like quite simple to unravel. Yeah. Like, it's very simple to see who, who controls what based on like who has resources, what yeah. the like interest net networks are, but those aren't very interesting. Those no. don't like don't capture people's imaginations. They're not like fantastical. No, because they're they're yeah. because they're concrete. And the thing about something like QAnon is like it's only fun because you actually can't quite ever figure yes. out what it is. It's like a true enigma, yeah. Yeah, but then it's like that's the realm of fiction. It's not the realm of like actual f- actually figuring things yes. out. And, and the fact that it's like unprovable and and so it's that's what's fun about it and that's what's frustrating as well when you're seeing like people get wrapped up and it's like i see what's fun about this but also it's like like the dude that is theoretically that 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 the documentarian proposes is QAnon. he says this thing at one point where i was like you stupid idiot he's like yeah i've been spending the last the last like five years teaching normies to do intelligence work that's what he believes he's doing by being on these like message boards. He's like telling, showing, lear- teaching people how to follow breadcrumbs mm. into doing intelligence work. And I was like, "Bitch, you think you're a smart dude? You're not teaching people shit. You're not teaching mm. people to do intelligence work, dude. You're teaching people to play a social media game. And like, mm. if you really believe that, then you're a dumbass." Mm. Um, Why? 
why 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 is he a dumbass? Because they're not really discovering anything. Because it's not intelligence work. It's like you're not there. You're you're leading people through a fun game. Mm. It's like a fun game, and mm. like you're the you're the dude doing it. So you at least should know. Like this is not. No one's doing intelligence work. No one's producing knowledge or information. They're yeah. playing a game, and like that might be fine. Um, but like if you're the dude who's doing that, it, like, that's not. It yeah. sucks that you have this stupid delusion about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. That makes me think of um, in this documentary, The Institute, which is about this game that was just being played in like San Francisco. That was like a scripted game designed by a person for people to find in real life and like follow that would play out. And then in the documentary, they find people who get confused in like what's the game and what's real life and start doing things that they think are part of the game or like are part of this thing, but are actually not. But then you find out I've read that like, oh, the documentary is also like that stuff's made up too to be like a, a game for you as a person watching it to try mm. to parse what's real and what's not real that happened like in it that. and i'm like i guess i like, like it <laughs> i just want to be real i just want to be real i don't want to play a fucking game i i don't like i'm not a games person mm. it's funny i follow someone on instagram who does makes up a new game every day as part of like a game design challenge that are like board games puzzle games and um, i'm fascinated by other people's interest in the idea of games because I don't enjoy games. Or, like, they're okay. But I would never buy one. Really? <laughs> yeah. You don't I would never suggest playing one. You don't think that, like, doing comedy is kind of a game? It's like a puzzle. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't think it's a game. Fair enough. Yeah. I think Twitter's kind of like a game. What's the... How do you win? By getting a lot of likes. Mm. It's like... It's like turning turning writing into a video game. Hmm. Because then you get immediate rewards and like yeah, there's like a way to puzzle it out. There's a way to like game the algorithm. Like you can be in a clan. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You can trade items. (laughs) You have an inventory. Go in a raid. Do raids. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap! Can't believe COVID's over. I know. uh, We did all that for nothing. I know. We did all that for nothing. We didn't. Do Do you feel like you used your time wisely? That's a good question. <laughs> I definitely didn't. You didn't? No. I used it to sort of like freak out and <laughs> get upset. <laughs> and get sad. <laughs> and get sad. <laughs> yeah, what a waste. Didn't use it with any wisdom. Uh, fucked up. Yeah. I shouldn't have felt scared for the world. <laughs> I should have been doing something. I should have been concentrating. Yeah. I so. do I do wonder like what do I have to show for it? I mean it, it and it could be something like I got to play video games and that was fun. But yeah. I'm like should I played as many video games as I did? I had a good time. I think it supercharged our friendship. You know, I mean, we were good friends before, but yeah, now we were. We great spent friends. a lot of time together. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And now that COVID's ending, I think I have to kind of open up my friend fan, mm-hmm. kind of move on a little bit. And I think so. <laughs> I think so. We've kind of gone down to the end of this road of what's here between the two, you and me. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's not really much more yeah. to find out of us. I'll too. see you around. Yeah. No, this is this going to be freaking... No, people are doing open mics now again. Wait, no. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Where? Mm-hmm. I saw Mariah Oxley <gasps> came over to my house on Friday, and she was talking about... I can't remember. I think she said she did an open mic. No. Or, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. They were talking about an open mic that a bunch of people that we know went to. It's no. something called, like, the Art Cafe, oh, the Art Bar myself. or something. Really? We have to start over again? We have to go to them. Where? Yeah. Uh, is it outdoors? Yeah. Uh, it sounded like it was indoors. Yeah. 
you got to do open mics. Well, no, here's what I thought. I can't remember if I said this to you already in our in our day to day. But like, I was kind of getting scared of like live stuff starting again and having to do comedy again because I was like, oh my god, there's gonna be a moment and it's gonna be like off to the races. Yeah. Like you got to get going. And then I realized like, oh no, theoretically, as long as we don't have a second pandemic, we can keep performing anytime for the rest of our lives. So I can start tomorrow or I could start in another two weeks. I don't have to like just because there is an open mic in Brooklyn doesn't mean I need to go to it this week <laughs> whereas right? if, whereas if it had all if the pandemic had ended all in one day exactly then you would no i just thought there would be the sense of urgency but now i realize that like the life being back to normal means that like i it's not as if i have one month and then the, we're gonna shut back down again and i need to do comedy for that right. month it's like you know you're we're moving back into our lives being the way that they were before and well i think if that if we could know that life was gonna shut back down in a month I think that would be a good reason not to do my. No, totally. You waste time. <laughs> I wouldn't even bother. Yeah, but Wait, you, you don't know what I understand. What I mean? I just mean like that it's okay. You don't have to, to rush. There's not like scarcity. Like it's just New York City. The mics no, but are Mariah opening. Oxley's getting better. She's Mariah. lapping. Us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. She can get booked. I f I had a nightmare last night that I was at an open mic and I got called up first and I was like, I don't have a I don't have any material. Can you call me up last? And, and it was said, maybe even a show. Like wow, I was I was booked wow, and I didn't have any material. Wow. Well, that sucks. I think that's an easy dream to decode. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about sort of being more like sad on stage. Oh my God. My dad's in the chat. He's like, did you fix the computer? Clearly. <laughs> Let's get back into the tech issues. Clearly I did fix the computer. I mean, it hasn't gone off. It could go off at any moment, but it looks stable. It looks stable. Sorry. What were you going to say about performing? I think I might be more sad on stage. I'm always kind of like, hey guys, how's it going? Like, great to see you. Like, maybe I don't have to be like that. I don't always feel like that. I usually don't feel like that if I have to perform. Yeah, I, I think mean, it, I think sad Sarah on stage would be good. <laughs> that's, what I mean. that's my idea for yeah, starting back up. Caroline says she likes the Felipe Sarah special. I like it too. Gives us time to really talk about stuff. You know, we don't have to deal with like, Sam. And, yeah. yeah. And, and his energy. Oh, my parents are watching. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think that I don't know what I'm gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna do on stage. I'm scared. I do feel like that I have a little bit of urgency. It's like, okay, you gotta. It's like, are you gonna do it? Like, it's like you should. It's Let's like the, the thing of like yeah. you should have started yesterday. Like, if you wanna do something, you gotta start yesterday. And it's like, I don't know. I put that pressure on myself. But I don't even know what I'm gonna do. I don't know if I'm gonna do bits or if I'm gonna start writing stand up again. Yeah, I also just don't like the idea that I'm like not familiar with what the shows even look like. I'm like, it's a 25% capacity show. Like, where is it open? Like, I don't know. I've always felt that way about doing stuff. That what sucks about being booked on a show, if you've never been to that show before, is like showing up and being like, I don't even know what the deal is here. Like, what kind of show is this? Who's in the audience? Um, and it feels like that the whole thing is unknown now. Like, I have no sense of what the landscape is. It's but true. I'm going to try to do a, like an affirmative mindset where I'm like, I'm actually really excited about that part. <laughs> it's really, I'm not, promise. wow. It could be like anything. Yeah. It could be a whole new group of people. Yeah. I could, I could really like it. Yeah. Cool. Okay, cool. I wonder, I guess my feeling is, I mean, we talk about going back to stand up so much. On the, I mean, it's fine. You know, it's what we think about. It's a, yeah. People like this podcast is a niche industry podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we're like <laughs> really giving you the inside story yeah. on. We're like, you made it weird. Except yeah. the guest is always us. <laughs> um, but I guess I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to feel like there's a, there's a purpose anymore. Or I'm like, what's, I don't know. It's like, why am I going up on stage? Cause you got to tell your truth. I guess. So. Right. <laughs> no, I don't know why. Why do you think, why were you going up on stage before? You thought it was fun. No, because I thought I could get good as a stand-up and, like, do something with it. But I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Mm. 
I do it because I feel like all the times I'm like, there's something I want to say, and I don't want anyone to talk while I'm saying it. There's a thing. <laughs> there's like, a, oh, well, that's funny, and I do want to come back to that. But this is the thing. I was like, oh, I could get, get go to stand up, do something. And it's like, but I can do something with my animation. That's like yes. a way faster route to what I want to do. So it's like, why am I going up on stage? The only reason is that it's fun and it's how I make friends and how I leave my house, which I wouldn't do if I was just doing animation. But it's like that's true. But that you can a, really express a lot with the animation, and, and you're doing it. So. I can express yeah. way more. I people actually want to pay me to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't have to do make a big effort, and yeah. I sucked at stand up. No, I was bad. not to me. Not I, to me. I appreciate that, but I never got good. I just feel like, it's like I was just running on a treadmill. Not, no, I no. Was running not in my apartment. Not the way people talk about it in my apartment. You know how much Peter enjoys the bit where you wear the bald cap and you hold the baby <laughs> and you shush the audience? <laughs> that's, that's the one bit I was doing before COVID. It's funny. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, Jesus. Yeah. But it's like I have to get back to... I mean, I really felt like I was trudging through quicksand all of, all of my stand-up the that's time that funny. i was doing stand-up that's i was funny. just You're so confident about doing it i didn't i know now that you feel this way about it but while i was watching you do stand-up i was like oh felipe is really like i was so jealous of you because you seem to have this attitude about like oh i don't care if i don't do well like i have these ideas and i'm gonna test them out and i'm gonna like figure something out well that's here. born out of me being like i just can't help i can't help if i'm good or not like i don't think mm. it's like i, like I can't well even just do, do the something good i have to I just have I to do something because it's like mm. it's I don't have to I can't mm. worry about it because I just know it won't. That's interesting. Wow, that's funny because I, I really did always think I was like, oh, I'm always trying to do something that I'm like, it's something I want to be saying or doing, but it's like what I think will make people laugh tonight if I do it. Um, and if I thought it was like a huge risk where like, oh, maybe this could like really pay off or maybe I'll bomb. I wouldn't do that because I'd be like, oh, that's kind of scary. Um Oh, and you've seen me go, so I saw you go do bomb big time. shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, wow, Felipe is... <laughs> man, he is on the edge. Well, I always... I was always he doesn't give a fuck. I was always <laughs> jealous of you because you were like, yeah, I write, my, I write my sets like an hour before I do them one time and I never and do, them I again, do them and again and they always killed. Yeah, they did good. The Raising Man show, the audience was 60 of my friends and 20 people who knew you and Sam. <laughs> yeah, but then when you did Edie's show, you I did get at that, yeah. That was, a, that was fire. Yeah. I'm... I always thought that I'm being a little bit hyperbolic. Like, I don't think I was that bad. No, you're um, fun. Some people are bad. Not even interesting. You know, some people do bad and you're like, wow, what you did was bad and what you were trying to do wasn't even was good. Not good yeah. And I think when I would see you, I was like, well, maybe that was bad, but what you were trying to do, <laughs> something very he's, cool. He's, he's leaving it on the stage. Yeah. He's leaving it all behind. Yeah. They see yeah. When Sarah said she wants to talk on stage and have no one interrupt. Yeah, that's how I feel. Well, you know, if you've seen me do stand-up, you know that I have this formula of talking where a lot of times the format is like, um, so, you know, I used to have this way I thought about life that was like this. But then I started to think this. But now I actually think this. And if I'm, like, talking to someone conversationally, they'll usually cut me off before I get to the third thing to be like, I agree with that. And I'll just be like, well, I'm going to feel stupid in a second yeah. when I say that. When I say I don't agree. I don't. I think that's totally wrong. Yeah. So I like being on stage just being like, just let me say the whole thing. And then we talk after the show and you can tell me. Right. Yes. Let me develop my whole dialect. Yeah. But that's not a conversation. And so that, that to me, I'm like, this is inappropriate for conversation. So that means I have to do the same comedy because I want to say this. Talk this way. That's very interesting. Yeah. And, and you did get across some pretty complex ideas. Thank you. Yeah, and that's why I think oh, I'm just so horrible at open mics. Like three minutes is barely enough to introduce the first concept, and then to complicate it, and then to contradict the whole premise. Is like I can't do it. In three yeah. Minutes. No. Yeah. No, it's too difficult. Yeah, and I'm also unhappy at open mics. I always hated like a lot of times. You know, I've I've came up with the stuff I was going to talk about. You know, an hour before 
um, or even the day before, but I hadn't said it before. And I was kind of thinking over my head, but you're also like making small talk with like all these people who like, maybe you like, and even want to be friends with, but like the social format of like talking before the open mic always kind of like stressed me out. Or I was like, I'm trying to like do this thing and I want this to be good. And I'm thinking about it and I don't want to talk to you, but I also probably the most I'm actually even going to get out of the open mic is like making a connection with somebody else who makes comedy. And here I'm like not even doing a good job of that part because I'm so focused right, on the three minutes I'm about to go bomb. It's like when yeah. you go to college and you're like, I have to study hard. And it's like, no, the no. real hack is that you don't have to study no, hard. No, you just got to make friends with the rich person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's kind of stressful. I don't really like dealing with that. But what I was feeling is like, I've been, I like am having a hard time meeting people to like date because obviously mm. we're in pandemic. And I was like, well, you know, once comedy starts up, I'll be like out and about. But then it's like the the one rule that like we're always or I don't know I feel like this is like oh don't date people in comedy it just it was just like difficult or like produce like creates difficulties and obviously that's not like up across the board like yeah. people do it and it works out but I do think as a rule as like generally I'm like ah you know if I can find someone elsewhere then that's that would be that then that would really be cool. the move but it's yeah. like well it's like I'm already I was already putting so much time into this one social do thing. you want to get to the level where um. You're like a, an established artist performer where people are just like in your DMs because they like saw something you made or saw you perform and they're like, hey, I'd love to um, meet you. <laughs> Did you see that, there was this one tweet that was huge. It was like, don't date your fans. Uh, what do you think about that? Um, Can you date fans? Well, to me, like if you were if we're at the level we're at now, like if somebody DM'd me that they really liked my work, I wouldn't consider them like, right. oh, that's my fan. Yes. I, and I can't, that's be like, oh, so you're like someone that lives in Brooklyn who's like right, <laughs> similar yes. to me. You're right about that. You're right about that. <laughs> so yeah, I think once you're like a millionaire, probably you can't date your fans or you're on TV maybe. But I agree with that. Yeah. Or is it, is it speaking to like a power differential? Is it speaking to like uh, the kind of person who would be your fan trying to date you isn't the kind of person that it would be productive to have a, a relationship with. That's kind of what they were saying. Also, they were talking about a different kind of fame, which is like not one I'm totally like aware of, which is YouTubers or like people online who like have a Discord channel and like have a community, oh, yeah. which is like such a weird way to be famous. Of like, so weird. You like cultivate this community and then you like drop in on your Discord and talk to people. And it was like, if you're talking to people on the Discord like that like you and you're flirting with them, and it's like, I don't know this whole Discord life. I don't think that their point started and ended at being on Discord. Yeah. But it's like, oh, that's, that's like some sort of strange cultural context that I don't even yes. really know what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because I think some people that we know who like are slightly more famous, have slightly bigger followings than we do, like not even that much bigger, get a lot of DMs from people who are like, hey, I want to go on a date or something because I know you perform and I've seen you or something. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's not so bad. No, I'm just I guess I was just. What are you even trying to say? I was just asking you if that to you, that would be a productive channel that you could open up for dating. <laughs> people who like your work that. Yeah, I mean. I guess maybe. <laughs> I guess if I like the person. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine. But I don't get that. hit up, so. No, me <laughs> but I will. I will definitely not get hit up with animations. No, I'll probably get hit not. up if I was probably on stage, not. but yeah. no one's gonna hit me up for animations. Yeah. You want to get set up? Um. What do you mean? By like a friend who's like, oh, I know someone who you'd really like. I don't know. Most times it's you like, no, like you're wrong. <laughs> you don't know me. And, and then it's like, not only did I like this person, but I'm disappointed that you think I would have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's kind of insulting because it's always someone setting you up with someone that they're like oh this is my friend she's amazing yeah. like i love her so much and you're just like 10 minutes and, and well it's just like yeah. you're biased like you're trying to get your friend laid like is this about me <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think for one second yeah. if i would like this person yeah yeah 
I'd like to be set up just because I don't, I really don't like meeting strangers. Um, so to me, like a friend of a friend, that's my target demographic. Yes. So like set me up with someone. But, I don't like but I've never had that happen. I, I like to meet the friend of a friend and then in a casual context. Yes. And I'm not trying to get like a blind date or something. Yeah. I'm trying to stop like getting a crush on someone and then like thinking about it all the time and like really like being like, oh, where are they going to be? I'm going to go to that party where they are. And like, I just don't, I don't like that feeling. I don't want to feel that anymore. I feel old. Yeah. To be like that. Or like, I already feel like if, if I like somebody, I basically ask them to go on a date almost immediately. Yeah. It's too much anxiety. Yeah. Too much to, anxiety to deal with. Yeah. Um. Oh, I was going to say real quick, this is unrelated to the dating thing, yeah. but I put this animation on, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little stuff. Congratulations! But I put this animation on TikTok and it like blew up big time. Okay, congratulations. Okay, but I'm getting <laughs> to a bigger point. I'm getting to a systemic issue. <laughs> There's a systemic issue. So listen to this. <laughs> guess how many views it got? If you're in the chat, you can guess. But I'll tell you in one second. <sighs> you you're guessing right now as I'm counting down: five, four, three, two. One oh dang no one point two million no thanks. it's at what? like three point nine oh, million. three point nine million three point yeah. nine million um which that by itself is like it's an it's too big of a number for me to sort of apprehend and it's like this isn't I like don't understand the number it can't be it feels like it's a hyper object a hyper object correct <laughs> a concept I learned about recently objects just, that are too big like climate change that you can't fully understand what that means what that is yeah. so instead you're just like huh okay three point nine million okay. Yeah. It's like, are these people? Are these bots? I think it's Am like... Am I famous now? Because 3.9 million people, you know, like, any... I said this to you over text when this was happening. I was like, any artist that was alive, you know, before the 21st century, to have 3.9 million people see any see work that work. they had ever made, that would be... And that's it. I mean, what else is there? Yeah, like, and then that happens and nothing... And it's just like changes. sand through your fingers and you're yeah. like... It felt like I was like, the world is hollow. I felt like I was in the Truman Show and then I could... I would grab a car and then the inside would be hollow. It's like, what is 3.9 if if I'm not a king now? Did you call your manager and say, I have something to tell you? No, because he <laughs> follows me on TikTok. He's like, hey, man, that's great. You got three, you got like one million. Wow. Great. Keep keep it up. It's like, I don't know. You should have a party or something. Yeah. Or like, can you, what are we going to get off this? Yeah. Well, the thing is that on TikTok, that's like, not like normal numbers, but like we have friends. Like I think William and Caroline have. William and Caroline got thousands of. I think they you probably have thousands have a of followers, you guys, thousands of views. Do you guys have a million view video? Caroline, what do you what do you guys got on TikTok? A million view video. We've had, We've a, had million a million view, view video. See, it can so happen. It's like a million. One point five million. Yeah. What the fuck? A million people. What the fuck? I can't even. I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. It bothers me. But then the next <laughs> thing that happened was that people were reposting my video without crediting me on their own channel. And this is like, if you're listening and you're not somebody who's in the like Twitter comedy verse, like the fight on the internet to get people not to like steal your tweets or repost your joke or redo your thing is like this endless thing that a lot of times me and Felipe watch and like totally understand the frustration. Um, but sometimes just to think like the people are engaged in this fight that's like you cannot win. You can't so win. So why are you even like talking about it? Basically, no, you look bad. You yeah. just have to let it. You just have to let it roll. Let off. it roll. And just like if if you went viral on the thing, that's good. What really sucks is if you don't go viral on it i guess and then somebody else goes like mega viral or totally. something on your joke but you felt upset when it started happening well people were the f way i found out is was because people were commenting on the stolen vids and tagging my name and they were like credit the creator which people it's, it's beautiful people are 
Most people are good. Most people. Most I, people are good. In spite of everything, I still believe people are fundamentally people are good. good. There's a couple bad apples. Mm-hmm. But most people are good. Um, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, I have to be zen about this. It's out of my hands. If someone wants to steal it and like get a little bit of the runoff from the gutter of my of my mansion then that only reflects it's like yeah people imitation is a sincerest form of flattery yeah (laughs) so people are getting the runoff on felipe's mansion though and they're really slurping it up getting three hundred thousand. slurping the sludge yeah (laughs) but uh, you got the ips in your brain what if i mean i don't know would you how do you feel if someone's if you turn on the tv and someone was like doing saying my little reflections about my friends yeah why are we doing <laughs> schemes and tricks on uh, our friends yeah. with that bit? <laughs> tricks and traps tricks and, and traps <laughs> and ruses yeah <laughs> how would you exactly feel? uh gutted devastated angry yeah so upset <laughs> totally even though we don't believe in intellectual property um it's true um uh it, what is it copyright revolution copyright revolution we're part of the copyright revolution but you know we're we're on one unpacking that working on it ourselves because it still hurts it hurts because there's one the issue of whether or not someone's making money no one was i don't to my knowledge nobody was making money off my vids if that happened i would then be remiss not to be pissed totally totally if the fat jewish was taking my oh my god it was something like that especially if the damn fat jewish was copying my vids it's unbelievable. But, it, you know, if we were all just living on UBI and making our artwork, then um, it'd be chill, right? Yeah, but, well, I was going to say money is one issue, but then it's like the human feeling of being like, hey, that was my idea when you just took it. Exactly. It's not like you took it and you made it into something and you added your own thing. And, like, you're part of the human evolution of ideas and creativity and sharing. But you just took my thing. Well, yeah. then, conversely, I follow this meme aggregator that I really like on Twitter called Old Person Online. And someone a friend of a friend that we know got their meme like aggregated by old person online and they were like doing a campaign against it and i was like wait i like old person, I like online. Old person online yeah and i don't need to know <laughs> who the author of that meme was yeah that's funny um i was saying to you earlier but if anyone's in the chat who's a comedian or just a person and my friend or you listening to this later i have a question of like when i'm writing my stand-up i write down all the time if someone says something i think is really funny I, I make a note of it in my phone and then when i'm thinking of jokes and i'm thinking of things real people say i use real things that people have said to me that i think are funny in the jokes and then i wonder if people feel um like i'm stealing their their joke when i do that or if they feel touched by it and if they want to be asked and i don't know that's funny. Oh, people are sharing their TikToks. People are sharing my TikTok, <laughs> and then William and Caroline shared. Is this Caroline on the yeah, chat? Yeah, she shared Caroline. theirs. Hell yeah, <laughs> rocks. Everybody share the f- share the good TikToks. Hell yeah. Have you even ever used something I said? <sighs> something you said. I'm trying to think if I've ever even written a joke that was about you. I feel like I have, really? but it's like not coming to my mind. Yeah, I definitely have about Sam. You wrote, what was your joke about Sam? I think I have a joke about, it's it's sort of like a, uh, the way I tell it isn't exactly the way that it happened. Um, let me think if I want to say this. Uh, I want to look up this folder in my notes that um, I think would be funny to share. Yeah. I think, oh, no, this is what it inspired me was something that Sam said once. He was talking about um, dating, and this had to be like two years ago or something. 
early in our friendship he said something about dating and like knowing that he was being emotionally unavailable and like maybe telling someone or something that he was emotionally unavailable while he was dating them and me just thinking that that was so funny to say to somebody because if you ever date someone who's emotionally unavailable it's so obvious like it's but to a person who is emotionally available and is trying to connect like the idea that you would need to tell them it's like dude you think i know I can, I, yeah. you're, I'm here available. Also, it's not, a little bit, it's like, like on another planet. Part of being emotionally unavailable is that you wouldn't even realize it. Yeah, right. Or, I mean, I, that's not part of the joke, but that's an interesting not. insight. Well, yeah. go say what the joke was. It's like a long joke, but it's just, uh, it's like, I don't know. I only ever did it once. Like I did most of my jokes at Edie and Brian's show. Um, I was always trying to write this metaphor for it about like, and this is what I came up with. I did this long metaphor about how being emotionally available is like and dating someone who's emotionally unavailable is like that part in Spirited Away of like um you know they're walking through the abandoned city structure at the sure. beginning and there's like no ghosts or anything there and like that's the life and world of like an emotionally unavailable person and that to emotionally available people it's like being in the ghost world where they're like taking the baths and there's all the coins and the food and they're yes. like partying all the time and so it's like I know you're like not in the ghost world with me like I'm in this heightened world where like there's all this like depth and beauty and complication and like so much to it and like it's so obvious that you're not here because like that that you for you to tell me that you're not like part of it you know this didn't work like i was I always like it. i see it like i'm in this because you're eating the food and you've turned into a giant pig. and you're a big pig eating you're a big at that pig. yes you're eating at that pig stall and i'm in the bathtub with all the other little magical creatures and yeah. we're just like having this wonderful with time and, fire creatures. and then little frogs and stuff yeah. yeah so um you don't have to tell me but the, the joke i was always like there's a better metaphor for this and i just couldn't think of like what it was um yeah. Can Did I you show find something? Anything? Of course. I so I had this like folder in my notes called things to do on stage, and this was like how towards the end how I was writing bits, which they weren't like they were just more things to do on stage. They were things to do on stage because <laughs> I was trying to improvise on stage, and I think some of these are kind of interesting. Um, I wrote go on stage and beg for laughs. It's kind of funny, yeah. <laughs> you are desperate to be, yeah. And then I tell me your name and I'll tell you if I like it. <laughs> That's um, funny. Let me see. I'll see what I have on my phone. I've written some stuff down. Uh, maybe this all oh, this stuff isn't so good. This is what I wrote yesterday. God is acting so mysterious today. <laughs> <laughs> you should tweet that. Why didn't you tweet that? <laughs> I didn't even realize it was a tweet until you just said it so. Look at this. Walk on wheel walk on stage with a wheel. And then when you get to center stage, turn the wheel left and then you turn left and face the audience. Does that make sense? Walk on stage with a wheel. Because I have like a ca- I have like a car driving wheel that's like by itself. And so then you walk on stage with your side. Hey Will. Will's here. Will's here, folks. What's up, man? What's up? Raisin Man. Guys, by the way, if you have if you have um, if you have a subscription to the Raisin Man Twitch, you can do emoticons that are Raisin Man themed. So click on the emoticon button and see if you have them if you have a subscription. What's funny about Will getting here now is he thinks that the show is supposed to be over, but he doesn't know we're doing special. <laughs> it's two yeah. hours special. <laughs> yeah, folks, normally the show would be over, but Will doesn't know this because he's not on Instagram. Deep, deep technical problems <laughs> set us back half an hour. We started at 8.30, so we're, we got to ride till 10. We got to ride till 10. Because <clears throat> people are used to having an hour and a half show. All right, well, just whisper. 
I'm sure. <laughs> um, oh, I'm trying to write this joke about how when you stop being close friends with people that you were once very close with, uh, one of the hardest parts is that they develop all these inside jokes that you're not a party to anymore. And I was trying to remember um, actual inside jokes that that way that's happened where I've heard people making an inside joke that I'm like, hey what's that <laughs> and the only one i could think of was um my friends like tom and mike and langston uh have this like extremely coded system of how they refer to the different buses in new york where like the the third the, the 13 bus is called the squirt teen <laughs> and the 42 is called like the squirty two <laughs> like it's not that extreme yeah, it's not, it just it's sounds like the word squirt gets but they worked the word squirt into the different bus names and the, i remember just like going over to their house once and and hearing them refer to different buses that way and just being like i'm not even gonna ask <laughs> about that because i don't want to acknowledge mm. that like you guys mm. have jokes now that i don't know about because we haven't been hanging out as much and I'm happy. See, you see, someone's using the raisin. Bex using the raisin. Very hell nice. yeah! Hell yeah! Um, well, thanks everybody who's staying through to the, our new, our late night, ten o'clock hour. We're going into the welcome to Raisin Man after hours. We're leaving the safe harbor. We can say anything now. Oh, you know what I would? You know what kind of my dream is? Like, this is just the vibe. You're in a truck. You're a truck driver. It's late night just driving through and you just mm. just the silky smooth voice of a radio announcer mm. yeah yes and so do you think Raisin Man could be something like that I think we could be more soothing and sort of like we could all try to talk in like a more even way sort of softer because everybody's going to sleep when I was uh, when I was younger I would sleep with a radio under the pillow wow. because I woke up at night I still do I wake up like every night in the middle of the night <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah i yeah. sometimes do i sometimes sleep with like a podcast on um and i would play this radio mm. called light 100.5 and then uh and then in the middle of the night th- it'd be like light 100.5 and then there and it was alan mike and allison and they would play like someone some people i think people were calling in at like four in the morning they were like play this song for my mom she loves it and then it was always that it was that cover of the Joni mitchell like no, it always seems to go, but you don't know what you got. But it was a guy singing it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no. That's so f- that's so funny. That They play that song constantly. I was just leaving the tone to kind of go into a harsher way of talking, but I don't know that song that's funny that so many people wanted to hear that. Well, it was like a staple of like 100.5. Mm. I also liked when I was a kid to always have like a TV on when I was sleeping. Yeah. And just be able to like kind of like you know when you're in that like hypnagogic state where you're half awake and you're half asleep and you're kind of like clinging on to hearing those words and letting that like take you off somewhere yeah yeah i really like that feeling i do like that too i sometimes feel like the tv on feels a little abject like i'm in mm. a hotel room and like i <laughs> just slept you know have like a bottle of whiskey in my hand or something yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah Hmm. I've been having no trouble falling asleep recently because I wake up so early in the morning that I just like lay my head down on the pillow and I fall asleep instantly. Wow. And I'm asleep for nine hours or whatever. That's yeah. beautiful. I wish. I can't have like a si- I've been single night of rest. This last <laughs> night I was like, sleep is like a battle for me. I like wake up in the middle of the night. I wake up with a headache. I wake up angry. I wake up sad. I have like nightmares. I wake up one hour earlier than I want to and then I struggle to fall back asleep. <laughs> 
<laughs> it feels like I'm climbing a mountain. Or something. It's like, <laughs> why sucks. is it so strenuous? That sucks. <laughs> wow, that's funny. I don't think I've talked about my lucid dreaming on the podcast. Oh yes, have I talked about? It? No, no, but you so. told me this. It's a crazy thing yeah. that you never told me before. Uh, so I've been I've been lucid dreaming. If you know, I'm I have a new job that's like in the field of spirituality, and there's a lot of talk about lucid dreaming. And um, I used to lucid dream when I was a kid without knowing what that was. It just came to me that like I would be in a dream and I'd be like. I'm dreaming. I can fly. I can do whatever I want. Holy shit. And I didn't take it that seriously, and I didn't do it all the time, but I was, like, very capable of doing it. My mom also does it. So I was like, there's just something. I have this. I have a gift. Um, but I forgot about it for a long time, and now I have this job, and it was coming up, and it suddenly struck me that I was like, oh, I think if I just start, if I decide I want to lose a dream again, I simply will begin to. And that's been exactly what's happened. Holy crap. And I started lucid dreaming quickly after I decided I wanted to do it, and, like, mostly I fly, you walk through walls. Sometimes instead of flying, I will be like, oh, I don't want to fly. And I can just like swim through whatever the reality <gasps> oh is of what's going on. God. It's like not like swimming through water. I'm just like sitting in my bed and I'm just like, sometimes even I'll be like, oh, I, I can't tell if I'm dreaming or if this is real. And I'll just be like, well, why don't you just try to like kind of part through the dimension of it or whatever. Oh my God. Happens. So it's crazy. And um, it's funny because as it started happening, one, I'm a little bit more tired after lucid dreaming because it just feels like I'm awake at night. And I have read that if you really get to where you lucid dream every night all the time, you feel like you're never really asleep because you're either awake in the conscious world or you're awake in the unconscious world yeah you gotta give it a rest yes and um i th was joking that i thought it would make it so that like eventually i'd be awake and i'd be like is this a dream and like not be able to tell yes. you know if reality like in the movie dream. waking life mm -hmm. and like it happens in inception um but that's actually not what's happened but the dreams what has happened the dreams have become so realistic and so vis visceral and intense that a lot of times i will wake up in the dreams now and i'll be like okay this is just a dream and then i'll be like no I don't think it is. I think that like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I think no. you, you wish it was a dream because you're really into lucid dreaming now, but this isn't a dream. And I'll be like, well then why do I have a little, little bear? That's like my convenience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why is Pikachu here? <laughs> exactly. I'll be like, because that's your companion. And I will do, I'm even like, I really do will pinch myself in the dream to be like, is this real? Is this real? And I'll pinch myself and it, I'll feel nothing. And I'll be like, see, so it's a dream. And wow, like, I really can't yeah. even wrap my head around what that actually feels It's crazy. Like. It's crazy because sometimes if you, you get too woken up in the dream, you just wake up. But you have to kind of like toe a certain line of... You um, Can you like, so you can fly and uh, swim through the dimension or whatever. Yeah. But can you summon people? Can you be like, I want, you know... I've never been able to do that or like, you know, I always, when I was a kid, I would just be like, well, why don't I make the plot that I'm living all my dreams that I've ever had, like my greatest aspirations in life and like having sex with someone <laughs> that I want to be having sex with or something. Could but you achieve it? I can't. I've never been able to do that. Like fully form. I think at that point, if when I'm thinking that hard about it, I just wake up. Yeah. So. It's like your brain is doing too many, too many operations. Yes. There. And it's also like, that's not what dream world is. Like dream world is just being like sort of third eye open, like hallucination. Like I'm just kind of like rolling through this other world. And like, I'm not deciding what's going to happen in it. Um, I'm just like accessing it or something. But you know the kinds of dreams I hate, which I've had many times, is like I'll be in my bed and I'll be like, I have to wake up, I have to get up, and then I'll dream that I'm getting up and starting my day, mm, and it's really horrible. vivid. And then I like halfway through, I'm like, wait, I'm still asleep, and I like click back into bed, horrible. and then I'm like, I horrible. gotta get up, I gotta get up, and then I dream again that I'm yeah, and it's yes. as hard to dream that i'm waking up it's as painful and like difficult to wake myself up yeah 
in the dream and it's like I don't even get to sleep I'm just dreaming that I gotta wake up that you're up. doing this worst part of yeah. your day again and again and again yeah I, I really hate that dream oh trash oh. make a wish make a wish you know that Phoebe Bridgers song where she's like there was you no don't love me <laughs> like I need you to is that a real one <laughs> no it's I don't love you like you want me to uh, yeah but she has one where she's like there you I used to live next to a hospital. I don't know how the <laughs> melody goes. She goes, I used to joke if a ambulance went by that someone better be dying. And she, But then she's like, I don't want to. That's bad. Mm. I think she's mm. like, I've psych. Mm. You saw how I reacted to it. Not funny. Well, she I used think to joke. Well, she's Not saying funny. it. She's like, psych, I don't do that anymore. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. A little window into something she used to joke about. Yeah. Hmm. How are we doing? We're coming up on our last 10 minutes, so this is where... And, you know, we started a couple minutes early. Yeah, we did. So this is kind of the free play round. The last 10 minutes is like the... Yeah, we get to do a scrimmage. Goes. We yeah. get to do a scrimmage, <laughs> do a scrimmage. at the end of practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's when we kind of fight the hardest, because we know it's almost time to take the break. Um, how are people feeling in the chat? How did yeah, it feel? Yeah, people kind of laid back in the chat. It's true. Yeah. A text... Which in the scrimmage round you're allowed to check the text. Kyle, when I said Seth, like 100.5, Kyle said WRCH because that is the is like 100.5 WRCH. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sort of a little shared memory there. Kyle, I'm thinking of going to Los Angeles in June, and and I could meet you. <laughs> Wait, where are you gonna go to Los? You're gonna no. go in June. What the fuck? We're all going. No, no, no. <laughs> what? Why are you going to Los Angeles? Oh, I've never been before. And you're just going with no plan? Yeah, and I'm gonna move there, and I'm gonna start performing at the Lyric Hyperion. <laughs> <laughs> that place is dead, sister. <laughs> I'm gonna bring it back. Okay. Yeah. So I might go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna might, live in Silver Lake. I might go to Colorado, but I was like, I want to go to well, LA. We're all gonna like, be I don't really have an excuse. What are you doing in Colorado? My cousin's know. there. Okay. And I want to hike and do all that stuff. Okay. You want to hike? All right. We're gonna hike up into the Hollywood sign. What the fuck? <laughs> you guys are both ready in LA? <laughs> yeah. We're gonna hang out with Kyle. Why don't <sighs> yeah. Why don't we fuck and Willy Willy. <laughs> and Willy Willy. How does he say it? Z Willy Willy. Yeah, I, I want to go. I've never been before, and I have a, an extreme antagonism to Los Angeles. Bro, like, to me, it just represents like my friends moving away to somewhere where you have to be able to drive, and I don't have a driver's yeah. license. And I'm not ready for that time in our life, and the industry is there, and you can't do more than one open mic in one night. And you know, I love to do why three don't, or why four. Don't, why don't all of our friends move out there? I honestly think it would be the I solution. Why? You really want to? Would you actually want us all to move there? Like, well, if we I have to move there, months? everybody has to move there. I know. I'm afraid you're gonna start ready for a TV show and move no, there. No, I'm not gonna start ready for shit. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stay a loser. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. stay a loser. So I, I'm scared of LA. So part of me is like, I have to just go and understand it um and see what's up if my you friend think that you would want to move there if you like it i during the pandemic came to understand that like oh like life is long and that there will probably come a time when i'll be like oh why don't i live somewhere else yeah sarah if i go to la you should just come 
I love I love living in New no, York. No, I mean I do too, but like what if I get a job or something? Then I guess we'll have to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. No, that's what I'm scared of. And also what'll be funny about it is like you'll get a job writing for some dumbass show you like yeah, barely care about. And then our whole lives are ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Our whole friendship is yeah devastated. That's so funny. Crying, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. I've been so thankful for the pandemic, making everybody's I, I work online. Work like Shit's Creek or something. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then, my, and then I become exactly. depressed. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you have to do it. There's no denying it. So you go and yeah. I don't know. I I want to be in New York, so no, I'll be bummed. Too. But I'm gonna go because my friend Hannah lives there, and her birthday's in Los Angeles, and I wanted to. I want to go when Will's going. <laughs> I'm feeling like I hope that the fires get so bad that like people are like, we can't. It we can't, need to move need the city to, leave to New York. Los Angeles. Like, yeah. It's just not sustainable. That's what I'm hoping. I'm, yeah. an, I'm an accelerationist in that sense. Yeah, we're done with that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get Los Angeles. Because people are always talking about how hot everybody is there. But how do you know how hot everybody is if everybody's inside their car? In New uh, York, you know, because yeah. everyone's on the sidewalk. Or the I subway. didn't think people were that hot when I was there. Good. No. Will, Will said everyone there's no, hot. Wrong. He said everybody is. Incorrect. And they're all wearing espadrille sandals. <laughs> Incorrect. No, bro, when I was there, it was like all, all the dudes <laughs> I saw, I was like, you look like you work for the Nerdist Podcast Network. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there were a lot of yes, Nerdist yes. Podcast Network type That's dudes. That's funny. I, I was like, this is not, this is not. Th- Wait, Pedro, you're moving to LA? I When I, started, I saw you hey, said, I'm going to LA what next week, fuck? I was like, okay, no big deal. I'm moving to Los Angeles next week. No, you're not. No, you're not. Fuck off, dude. No, you're not. You're not Come moving. on. Pedro, I, Pedro made a guest little Edie that people really liked. He, uh, people really liked. Yeah. yeah, he did a really fun one. I don't want you to move to LA because I like you being in Miami because I like when you said that in Miami people do follow for follow. Um, yes. They, yeah, and I was like, dude, oh, that's beautiful. Are you are you clowning? Are you clowning? Are you clowning us? Clowning I'm moving. Us? I'm making a choice. Hmm. Hmm. I don't believe it. Pedro sometimes does these bits. Hmm. I've always thought that L- that LA is sort of like is like uh or that Miami is like opposite LA, you know? Yeah, cuz it's like hot and there's the beach there, but it's like other coast. Yeah. And there's sort of like um there's like a kind of opposite energy. Um if you could move anywhere, would you move to LA? Like realistically, if you were going to move live somewhere that wasn't New York? You go to Chicago and kind of do improv there. Yeah, I could do improv <laughs> every night. No, I want to yeah. I wish I could stay on the East Coast. I like it. I don't but I don't know. I don't even like thinking about this. It bums me out. Okay, good. Yeah, me neither. So we're going to make it happen in New York. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Pedro's little... I loved... You know, sound off in the chat if you love Guest Week at Little Edie. I'm like, don't go back to the old Little Edie. It's so uh, fun. No, Seeing I got everybody's interpretations. Yeah. I love it. It's And also just to realize that people had been, like, reading it so closely that they really did something fun with that was like in the spirit of it, but their own version. It made me feel like a little ASMR of like Will who's here gets an ASMR of people drawing him because of like the attention that he's being paid. And that I felt that kind of ASMR of like people are, people are really reading this comic. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. I hope, I hope I get to do it again. I want really big names. Yeah. I want, she get Alex Bliss's dad. Yes. <laughs> and John Bliss. Kay from Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. I'm bringing him out of yeah. cancellation to do Bring a little. Him Bring him out. Yeah. Um, and David O'Reilly. Who is that? He made a short called Please Say Something. And he made another mm. one called The External World. Did you see that video game where you get to be like a horse and then a car and then a building and then. Yeah. I want a car and a building. 
Hmm. Anyways. New ED storylines. Yeah, they're, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I like when you do a long-ass story. I know that's controversial, but... I, I got up this morning, I was like, I got to write something new. And I was like, oh, man, I've, I felt like I'm... There's a new character that's being introduced this week. Like a new kid. There's a new character coming out on Little Edie this week. He's a kid. It's like going to be part of the... Cause I'm friends with Banjo? Yeah, well, because I, like, I was like, oh, the I want the, the comic to be a little more like Peanuts. Mm. So I'm like trying to bring more kids into the mix. Mm. So there's a new kid that's going to be coming. Hell yeah. I hope he'll be well received. Yeah, me too. Nothing has really been poorly received. I almost... Biggest mistake of my life, I'll tell you what. I almost... And I'll say this in the oral history of Little Edie when it comes out. <laughs> discouraged Felipe from posting the one where Little Edie is kill, kills a cat and cooks it in the, and boils it. I and like, boils it in five-hour energy. Yeah, we, I was like, we have a lot of friends that love cats. And, like, I didn't like what that implied about Little Edie, like, that she was, like, a psychopath. But people... People, people went cuckoo. People reposted that on their, their own story. They Not only did they like that Little Edie did that, they wanted themselves, like, associated yeah. with it in some way. So I was totally wrong and... That's that. Yeah, I love Battle Dogs. Matt Denaro, Denaro yeah. is talking about Battle Dogs. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was considering. I thought it might be interesting if, like, I made, I made it so Banjo really liked like Joe Rogan and became like a men's rights guy. Mm. But I was like, would people think that was like not fun? Hmm. I might still do it. Hmm. I can't say. I'm, I haven't. I don't have my thumb on the pulse for that kind of stuff. <sighs> well, well, folks. Wow, we made it. We I made thought it. the computer was going to turn off. And the, oh my, I forgot that that was even yeah, we the subtext of the episode. No, no, no. It was, it was perfect. Check perfect that show. out. It didn't even turn off. Perfect. And we did the perfect show. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for believing in us and everyone who supported us on Instagram while we were figuring out technical issues. And uh, we'll see you next week. Sam might be back. And we're going to talk about a profile of Esther Perel that just came out. Wait, really? Yeah, we both read it without you and didn't Why tell didn't you about you it. Tell me about that? <laughs> because sometimes, you know, Sam feels like he's got, got left out and now we're going to leave you out. Yeah, I think that's fine. What's up, Will? Do you think it might be interesting as a closing statement? No. Do you want to say our final catchphrase? Yeah. Um, don't... Don't get lost on your way to the top. Don't get lost on your way to the top. That's right. All right, everybody. Raisin Man Arena.